Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, and today we're going to talk about last week's show, we talked about, can you still be a manly man and being submissive? And um, so today we're going to talk about, can you be a strong, powerful woman, even identifying as a, a feminist and still be crave desire and be submissive um, from a sexual standpoint and within the confines of BDSM. So just a couple of things before we get into this topic. Um, one, uh, I'm going to be talking about gender roles. So binary gender roles. So all of my non-binary peeps, um, you know, if some of this might apply, some of it might not apply, but I just want to acknowledge that what we're talking about is from a binary role belief system around gender roles. Okay. Second, um, <laughs> we're in my dungeon. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> so content warning, um, you know, it's uh, important for you to know that I'm in my dungeon and we're going to be talking about BDSM and we're going to talk about submission and surrendering and all these things. So content warning. And the third thing is don't forget to host. Don't forget to tip your hostess. That's right. The hostess with the mostest, which is moi. <laughs> all right. And you can do that through Patreon, which I will put in the link in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into our topic. So first of all, you might, for everybody who's watching me, I actually, which is very rare that any, I don't know if anybody's ever seen me do this publicly, um, have a, my collar on me, this beautiful collar. And this is the collar that I wear when I am in going to be submissive. That's right. You're like, what? <laughs> no way. There's no way guys are submissive. I am. And that's what I'm gonna talk about. Um, you know, why I am, the importance of it, um, how it keeps me balanced and stable and how I'm still a very powerful, very strong and identify as feminist. Okay, so let's define the word feminism because that's usually, that's also a triggered word. That's usually has a lot of um, connotations, belief systems, stories that we tell around it. It means different things, different people. So when I identify as a feminist, this is what it means to me. As a feminist, I fight for Females, anybody who identifies as a female and is a woman, identifies as a woman, their right to choose whatever works for them. That's what feminism is to me. Um, I also fight for the rights of everybody else as well, but that is one identity that is close to my heart because I do identify as, as female. I do identify as a woman. And I've gone through a lot of oppression in my life because I um, identify as a female. So feminism for me, that's what it is, is that I'm fighting for anybody who identifies as female, their right to make whatever choice works for them. Not works for the society, not works for your, your neighbors, not works for another group of people that identify as feminists, but whatever works for the female individual, the person that identifies as a female as an individual. 
Now, that wasn't always the case in my journey into feminism when I was a when I was in my 20s, um, which was like 26 years ago. Um, that's right. I'm 46. I look fabulous, don't I? <laughs> it's all the laughing and the spanking. <laughs> Keeps you young. Um, so where was I? Oh, okay. So when I was in my 20s and I was going to school for uh, working with abused women and children, and it was a very, it was just a feminist-based program, um, I wasn't as, uh, I dropped into the, those places about there's a right and there's a wrong. And anytime we believe there's a right and there's a wrong, we are doing disjustice doing disservice to everybody in that community because not everybody in any community, doesn't matter what community we're talking about, can meet whatever those rules are because we're all individuals working to fight for a cause. <laughs> so, all right. So that being said, when I was in my 20s, that's when I really started to explore. I was exploring my sexuality and started to explore BDSM and kink. And I remember the struggle that I went through because here I was this really strong, rah, 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 powerful powerhouse of a woman. And yet my deepest, darkest desires and arousal responses were coming from um, my fantasies of being taken, my fantasies of submission, my fantasies of being bound and powerless to do anything. And I thought there was something seriously wrong with me. And I struggled, significantly struggled internally. And I couldn't talk to any of my rah-rah, you know, hardcore feminist friends because they were moving from some of the same places that you can't be submissive and still be strong, powerful woman. So what I had to do in my own journey of, rec of, of, of reclaiming um, what it means to be a powerful, strong feminist, what it means to be a strong, powerful woman was to make my own decisions of what worked for me. And part of why me personally, and this isn't, it doesn't apply to all uh, people who identify as female that are submissive, okay? Um, but for me, I'm typically not very submissive in life. Well, let's be honest, very rarely ever. <laughs> I have to work really hard. <laughs> I have to work really, really hard for me to be like, oh, I'm gonna let go of control. <laughs> I'm not gonna be in charge right now. So um, what that did for me is that it keeps me it being in that state of always being large and in charge, in control, it, it's exhausting and it's tiresome. And, um, and there's no allowing and receiving because you're always being the one who's the doing and the giving and the orchestrating. And so when it came to sex, I really liked 
yeah, I love being in charge. I still love being in charge, i.e. I have a dungeon and I, you know, I am a dominatrix and all these beautiful things because I still love taking charge of the situation. But there's this other incredibly powerful and rewarding experience that can happen for me sexually when I let go of control and I don't have to be in charge and I don't have to uh, be the one that's taking, you know, paying attention and I don't have to make the decisions. There's a freedom that allows me to just be. And that's incredibly, incredibly important for my mental health and my well-being is to have time and space where I get to just be. And so for a lot of women who are running, they're running businesses, running companies, running households, running, they're in a space of having to be on top of things all the time, aware of all the things all the time. And so to have this space where you get to just surrender and allow and not have to think and turn off your brain and allow your body to awaken and allow your body to awaken to all pleasure possibilities and all the possibilities of sexual exploration and is, is incredible. It's incredible. Now, does that make me less than a powerful, strong feminist women? Absolutely not. Because the fact that I typically move through the world being large and in charge, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of work for me to be like, all right, okay, I feel safe. I feel like I can make the right, I'm making the right choice about who I'm, you know, surrendering my power to right now and giving this beautiful gift of my body and my experience with, and now I can choose to surrender and let go. That is actually really challenging because I have all of these stories. I have societal stories telling me that I'm, as a woman, I'm weak and I'm vulnerable and, you know, I should never be in charge. And so I'm, you know, I'm playing out those stories in my background and my brain. And then I have my, you know, the, the, my growing up feminist dogma that says, no, you can't do that. And then like, there's all these things playing in the back of my head instead of dropping into what does, what do I desire? How do I want to express my sexuality? Because fundamentally, sexual expression, whether we're talking about BDSM's power exchange, you know, being, you know, tied, spanked, taken, whatever it is, um, humiliated, whatever it is, it still comes down to going against societal dogma and societal norms. And that's why we really like it, because <laughs> it's like breaking the rules. And that's what wakes up our genitals. <laughs> so it's really, really important to like, just allow yourself that space of what do I desire? Like, what if now, again, this is in the confines of a negotiated consensual BDSM experience. Okay, I'm not talking about being in abusive relationships. I'm not talking about somebody being controlling and abusive and controlling your life 
And, you know, I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about in a beautiful self-contained space where everybody has done the due diligence. Like they've had their talk about hard limits and they've negotiated the scene beforehand and there's safe words in place so that, you know, whatever that safe word is, is like, you know, usually I use colors because it's easiest for remember. But as soon as that safe word is said, the scene, the actions stop immediately. There's, there's deep, deep respect and compassion and aftercare of the scene so that you're, you know, the submissive is taken care of and really appreciated by the dom, um, whether that's male dom, female dom, trans dom, doesn't matter who, what gender of the dom, okay? So like the dom's role in that experience is to, his responsibility is to take care of the submissive who has given this beautiful gift of surrendering and submission. And there's a deep, deep level of reverence and respect on both parties, or in case it's a scene where there's more than two people. <laughs> so for all parties involved. Now that's, that's what I'm talking about. Now, it's really, 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 really important that you pick the right person or people to surrender to, that they know what they're doing, that they, 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 they have references. References are really important. Um, that they um, will take care of you because you are ultimately putting yourself in a position of extreme vulnerability, both emotionally as well as physical vulnerability and mental vulnerability. And so whoever you do that with, whoever you're going to give that beautiful gift to um, and share that experience with, you need to really, really, really don't let your genitals <laughs> make the decisions, all right? You know, let your head make the decisions. Your genitals can show up afterwards, all right? You make sure that you pick the right person or people. Otherwise, it can turn into an abusive situation. It can turn into toxic situation. And it doesn't support being a strong, independent feminist woman. It supports re-victimization. So that's the difference. The difference is who you choose and what parameters and boundaries you set is the difference between an empowered, uh, adventurous, enlightened, divine experience of, of really awakening and adding more to your repertoire of being a powerful kick-ass woman versus being in a situation where you are being a victim and you are vi vi being victimized and it's abuse, which actually takes away your power. So how a scene, so externally, you could see a scene and you could be like, oh my God, that's incredibly abusive. Or you could see a scene and you'd be like, wow, that's really magical and powerful. And the difference between those two scenes is people's behavior, people's actions, and who you choose and what the motivator behind what you're doing. 
Okay. So like I said, I'm wearing my collar, which very, I don't think anybody's ever publicly ever seen this. So if you're listening, you might want to go find this episode on the YouTube to see how gorgeous I look in my sexy collar. <laughs> and, um, you know, I really, really lovingly invite you to come join my BDSM membership program. So I have a membership program where we do exploration of different kinks every month. And we dive into the how, the whys, the safety protocols, all the logistical stuff. And then uh, we do that with blended learning where I then have a demo dolly, um, where I then actually play out whatever that kink is so that you can see it in action. And then you get to ask us questions. So it's a really, a really great way of learning it's also really, really sexy to watch. Um, so if you're interested in that, go to uh, empressgaia.com and you'll find all the information on there um, about the membership program. I also have programs and courses that you can take to learn all about, you know, education is sexy, education is power. Okay, so I have all sorts of programs and courses around education, and you can find them on Empress, all the BDSM one on EmpressGaia.com. If you want to learn about all the things that I do in the world, which is a lot, you can visit me at GaiaMorissette.com, which is the hub. That is the hub, the gateway to entering into the world of Gaia. And don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. And I also host Tickle.life's podcast as well. So come check that out. And don't forget to tip your hostess with the hostess. Mwah! You can do a Patreon. Have a juicy day. And I hope this was inspiteful. In, in Not inspiteful. Insightful. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.